0: Welcome to Honestly Haunted! Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we're heading to the Indonesian island of Java to explore the main landmark of the city of Semarang. This building has a long and sordid past, like many of our locations for this podcast do. But this place, according to local legends, is home to a creature so terrifying, the Indonesian government has had trouble getting people to visit.
1: The building we're going to discuss is called Loang Siwu, which is actually a Japanese word for 1,000 doors. The ornate building displays dozens of arcs, towers, and over 600 windows, and you guessed it, a lot of doors. Not quite a thousand doors as they counted, but still a lot. Construction began in 1904 and was completed in 1919. The building served as the headquarters of the Dutch East Indies Railway Company. The building's
0: layout is almost labyrinth-like. The main building is L-shaped, but with multiple stories and pathways leading in and out of multiple connected smaller buildings. Several of the towers were utilized for water storage, and the massive basement was designed to stay partially flooded via an impressive system of pipes to cool the lower floors of the complex.
1: While this new method of architecture, dubbed by the Dutch colonists as New Indies style, which was inspired by Dutch rationalism, seemed truly state-of-the-art to them, the atrocities committed by the colonial Dutch on the Indonesian people certainly didn't give them any favors, especially when World War II broke out.
0: Colonialism. The Dutch. The Dutch. <laughs> like uh, Austin Powers' father said... There are only two type of people in this world I can't stand. People who are intolerant of other cultures and the the Dutch. Dutch.
1: And the Dutch. (laughs) Well, the people of Indonesia thought so too.
0: (laughs) For the record... I I like the current Dutch. Yeah, y'all fine. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> when Japan invaded Dutch-occupied Indonesia in 1942, the Japanese forces were seen partially as liberators to the Indonesian people, and they even assisted the Japanese armies in retaking their cities from the Dutch.
1: In major cities like Semarang, many buildings were converted into resources for the war effort and Lauang Siwu, with its sprawling basement, became the perfect place to detain Dutch prisoners of war.
0: It is reported that many war crimes took place in the basement of Lauang Siwu. Dutch prisoners and civilians were tortured and executed there. Decapitation was said to be a common practice, and severed heads would be stacked several feet high in the corners of the basement. The vast pipe system that covered the basement walls was often used to hang and
1: torment prisoners. As Japan was headed toward defeat in World War II, Japanese forces were withdrawn from Indonesian cities. The people of Indonesia then sought their own independence from the Dutch, and they were ultimately successful, and Indonesia was declared a sovereign state on August 17, 1945.
0: After the war, the Indonesian government took control of Lawang Siwu and had the complex converted into headquarters for the Indonesian National Railway. However, by the 1970s, the building had been abandoned and left in disrepair. The paint began to peel and chip, mold grew rampant, and
1: mice and rats took over. It was around this time that stories began circulating amongst the locals that the building was haunted. Through the hundreds of windows that cover the building, movement and shadows could be seen even during the middle of the day.
0: It became a popular dare amongst youngsters to dare each other to spend a night in the basement of the building. But according to legend, no one was ever successful. The most common apparition is simply called the Dutchwoman. She is recognizable by her traditional Dutch clothes only, as her head is always missing. In fact, all the ghost sightings that have ever been reported by those who have visited Laoang Siwu claim that they are all missing their heads
1: disconcerting thing to be like every single haunting they're all missing their heads yeah that is that is disturbing because there's something to be like to see the outline like where you're like kind of out of the corner of your eye like oh there's a person behind me because it's like while the head is at the top it's almost like a focal point for understand like how our brain comes to understand and sort that information of what right. it is so I, that seems like a specific for them to be such clear apparitions that they're like the ghosts are all missing their heads
0: You're already uneasy about the ghost. Yes. Now you're uneasy about the ghost without a head. And
1: they're all, like, just to be able to, for that to be, like, kind of a finite understanding from people who've experienced ghosts, (laughs) and that's, like, a similar, I, I don't know, that's just, that's. That's a spooky one for me. So the Indonesian government recognized the historical significance of the building and officially listed it as a cultural property of Indonesia in 1992, and many attempts were made to restore and update the building, but none were successful as stories continue to circulate about the horrors that were within the walls. The most terrifying
0: being one that comes straight out of Indonesian and Malaysian mythology. But these stories are so common that locals don't believe their myths. It's believed that Lawang Siwu is now home to a Kuntalanik. In Malaysia, it's known by another name, Pontianic. Which, if you're a fan of Supernatural, they actually also have a novel series that go along with the show. And one of their novels, Cold Fire, actually has this translation of this creature.
1: But whatever you call it, these creatures are depicted very similarly throughout Southeast Asia. Perhaps more evil spirit than creature, they appear as a beautiful long-haired woman dressed in white, with blood smeared over their faces and bodies. They have pale skin and blood-red eyes. They have long, sharp fingernails that are said to be used to rip out the organs of their victims, which are usually, if not always, men.
0: The legend goes that these vengeful spirits are created when a woman dies giving birth to a stillborn baby. Dark. Yeah. This folklore is so common throughout Indonesian culture that there's even a city named after the spirit, the city Pontianak, which was said to have been founded and infested by ghosts. Wow.
1: How does that happen?
0: No, I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't name a city after it. It seems that. like a bad.
1: But remind me when we've we've got a few more things we need to go over, but remind me to address the founding of the city, because it's kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: we should definitely touch we'll, on that. We'll it. talk on that.
1: So, <laughs> but a pontianic, the creature, is said to be preceded by the sound of an infant crying. The louder the cry, the closer she is. Her presence can also be detected by certain smells, too. Often a floral scent of the plumeria flower quickly followed by the smell of rotting flesh, which will reveal that she is near.
0: She uses her long fingernails to remove internal organs, and if her victim's eyes remain open during her attack, she will suck them out of their head. Oh,
1: it's a lot. Locals believe that Pontianics track their prey by the scent of their clean laundry, which is why it is a common superstition for Malaysians and Indonesians to avoid leaving their clean laundry hanging on the lines outside to dry at night. She is said to change into a more monstrous form before an attack,
0: which is why so many equate her with vampiric lore. She's described as a carnivorous bloodsucker who only appears under a full moon. It's also believed that the only way to kill off a Pontionic is to drive a nail into the nape of her neck.
1: So yeah, lots of comparisons with vampires there too. And a little bit of werewolf. Yeah, the full moon is a a nice touch. But it's believed that the whole nail into the nape of the neck thing will cause the Pontianic to turn into a beautiful woman and a good wife. That's a a direct quote. As long as the nail stays embedded in her body.
0: Because that's what you want. Yeah. That's that's how you get a wife, obviously.
1: Are there no other nice girls out there? (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring home a
0: Pontianic. Go on Tinder. My (laughs) God.
1: Find a nice girl. Find a nice girl there.
0: So... Pontionics are associated with banana trees, as they're believed to house their spirits during the day, but they are most typically said to live in abandoned buildings.
1: Now, there are some variations between Pontionics, which is the Malaysian word, and the Kuntilanx, which is the in- Indonesian word. And some say Kuntilonics can also take the form of a bird, and will be known to suck blood from virgins and young women. Folklore suggests that they can also use black magic to make women fall ill from vaginal bleeding.
0: And to me, that just sounds like folklore about trying to understand and explain women's periods.
1: Like, I don't know what a menstrual cycle is, but here's some black magic. I
0: I don't understand your menstrual cycle, so you're a witch.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like, essentially like Bloody Mary lore a little bit here.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um... So, when in their female form, cuntalonyx are often solicited by men as being prostitutes. And when the unsuspecting man attempts to have sex with her, she will turn around and reveal a large gaping hole where her entire back should be. Woof. <laughs> That's... There's a... How do you hide that?
1: How do you hide... You don't. Yeah. That's... boy, And it's interesting in some of the verbiage with cuntalonyx is that they, they don't always, like, seek Out men. Like, they're not like vindictive against some men. It's almost like men seek them out and are drawn to them as being prostitutes. And then when they see the giant hole in their back they're like oh oh no like it's like almost like a warning sign to not for like men to not seek <laughs> like, out prostitutes
0: don't don't go to 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 prostitutes yeah yes. it's like their
1: mothers are like it's, you don't go to a prostitute or i swear she's gonna show you a hole in her back and it's a mess
0: david my god you <laughs> need to stop bringing these women home they're gonna bleed everywhere, everywhere. i'm not gonna clean that up are you gonna clean, You're gonna that clean, clean it up, up? yeah i'm no. not gonna clean clean that up you need to stop bringing home prostitutes you yeah. don't want to see that i don't want i don't want to hear about <laughs> it if you do it i don't want to hear about it indonesian okay?
1: mothers are very similar to jewish italian new york mothers as well apparently <laughs> you know it, it see, you seen one seen them all but it, away from us yeah <laughs> it just it happens <laughs> the people of simmering are more than familiar with the lore of cutionics and Pontianics, and there's a reason many of them refuse to set foot anywhere near Lawang siwu Blood-curdling
0: screams, moaning, cries of a baby with no source have all been heard echoing through the vast corridors and hallways of the building. Some who have braved the complex at night have also seen red glowing eyes follow them through the darkness.
1: In July of 2011, the building was successfully renovated and opened to the public as a main attraction of the government's tourism program. There are plans to transform parts of the building into office spaces, a food court, and a gym, all in an attempt to remove the spooky image that has kept visitors at bay.
0: I just don't think that's that's gonna work.
1: Good luck, Indonesian government.
0: I don't, <laughs> don't want to go to a food court and have uh, some nice lady come up and sit down next to me and I'm like... Hey, uh, you know, either this is gonna work out between us, or I've got a nail in my back pocket so I can ensure that this to works out. that you're gonna be a nice, us.
1: nice partner for me, <laughs> or you can use your sharp fingernails to rip out some organs later. Your choice. Y- I just need yeah,
0: to- <laughs> getting ripped at the gym <laughs> taken to a whole new level. <laughs> I just
1: need to know which direction we're gonna go in, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> what was that? Uh, like take me out? Do you mean like take me out, or do you mean like take me out? <laughs> I don't know. Surprise me. Surprise me. <laughs> it's kind of like that. But yeah, I, they've tried many times to get like tourism back up in this Ooh. building. And I'm sure that they do like you during know, the day that it's open for tours and things like that. Good for you guys. But that's uh, y'all are on your own there. Cause I'm, I'm not going to play with this sort of thing.
0: So now
1: we want to leave you with this story that we
0: found on Reddit from someone who lives in Malaysia.
1: So it's a little lengthy, but we think it paints a really interesting picture as far as of this,
0: creature. A, of this creature
1: and how locals respond and, and react to it, especially in storytelling. So here we go. Greetings once again from Malaysia. I have more strange stories to tell. It is the Malaysian version of the classic Asian female ghost. Long black hair, wide open eyes, pale face. White robes wandering through the darkness, seeking vengeance upon those who wronged her. You've seen it a thousand times in all those Asian horror movies. Except that it is nothing like that. Nothing. I live with the damned knowledge of this.
0: The Pontionic is misery brought to horrific form. She is a lost woman, damned and dead from childbirth. Her hair is not long and flowing as pictured in countless movies. It is gray and stringy and worn. She does not stare with round, unblinking eyes. Instead, her eyes reveal a broken soul, cruelly shattered. She is the unspeakable sadness of a parent losing a child. The wretchedness of being lonely, unloved, and lost.
1: She is not ominous and silent as we've been led to believe by terrible Asian movies. If you listen carefully on a dark, rainy night, and if you smell the faint smell of jasmine in the air, you can hear her weep and sob and murmur silently. Her long yellow nails trail outside your window on that dark, rainy night as you see desperate eyes peer at you, a twisted mouth muttering something you don't want to hear.
0: Perhaps you may feel pity for this forlorn creature. Perhaps all she needs is a person to reach out to her. But there are ancient reasons that we keep away from madness, however inhuman it may seem.
1: I will tell you what I saw in the tiny town of Lingji some years ago, I will tell you what I saw and heard, and how I still question if it were true. I have family in Lingji. I cannot remember how we were related, except that everyone was old and grey. My brother and I came to visit them for the holidays. For a city kid, it was quite a culture shock. The coolness of the air, the constant cooing of birds and shrieking of monkeys, the abundance of greenery and the almost alien dialect of the locals. There was nothing to do, really, besides wandering through the woods or visiting
0: the local marketplace. The house we stayed in was old and traditional, wooden and on stilts. I used to peek through the wooden floorboards into the ground below, dreading that I'd see something rush under, gibbering horribly.
1: Our relatives forbade us from leaving the house at night. They told us that ghosts wander the town at night, and they would take us away if we strayed outside the house. Classic story, we've all heard this before, but here's where things got a little strange.
0: My grand-aunt would leave the leftovers of dinner on a banana leaf outside the back door. I asked her if it was for dogs, but she shook her head and refused to answer me further. The back door was bolted shut with a large paring, machete, hanging next to it.
1: I spent a few nights waiting outside that door, hoping to hear whatever it was that came to the door to eat the leftover food. I heard and saw nothing, but the food was always gone in the morning.
0: One night, something terrible happened. It was dark. The lack of streetlights meant that the moon cast an eerie twilight over the town, turning everything into a black-and-white picture. There was a clanging of bells as the local madman gleefully rang the nearby temple's bell again and again and again. A woman had come to our house. She was from out of town and looked flustered and tired. She and her husband were driving on the highway near the town, and the car broke down. The roads are dark and lonely, and there is nothing but jungle around. And the closest thing to civilization would be nearby Linji.
1: Her husband was waiting at the car, she said. She had come to look for a mechanic or tow truck to follow her back. This was when my relatives' faces turned deadly pale. Immediately, they gathered the rest of the nearby locals. Children were woken up, dinners interrupted, radios shut off. All able men gathered with machetes and bamboo sticks. An old Malay man told the confused lady that she had done something terrible by leaving her husband alone in the dark, lonely road. They all needed to travel together to find him. Being a teenager, I was allowed to follow. I kept asking my relatives what was going on as we marched through the dark, muddy path, but they told me to remain silent. I had an ominous feeling that we were about to see something very bad, and I think a lot of the men felt the same. We knew we
0: were getting closer because we could see the distant glow of headlights. As we stepped out of the jungle path, finally, on a road illuminated by a single lamp, we saw the stalled car and when we saw what was next to it the men stopped dead in their tracks the woman's husband was lying lifeless on the road the street lamp a spotlight on him sitting on his chest was what i first thought was a wizened monkey in a white garment with long scraggly hair it was when the creature looked up that i realized it was a woman her face was a frozen expression of misery and horror
1: her mouth was bloody as was the
0: man's neck
1: the wife began to scream the men, frozen in horror, said nothing. I felt a horrible nausea. The creature plunged its ancient face into the husband's neck and continued feeding. It was then that the old melee man whipped out a Koran and began reading verses from it. I cannot recall what exactly he was saying as I was fixated at the sight of the Pontianic, chewing and munching and licking. But his
0: chance seemed to work. As the creature stopped and looked up at him, it seemed to be saying something, almost pleading. Its eyes begged him to stop. I realized that I was crying, out of a strange mix of fear, misery, and repulsion. The creature then slinked back into the darkness of the jungle, looking back desolately at us.
1: The rest of the night was a blur of ambulance and police lights. People whispered strange things to each other, heads shaking sadly. One of our relatives drove us back home, a silent two-hour journey. That was what I saw in Lingji. I said earlier that I still questioned if it was real. Did I really see the feared Pontianic of legend? Or did I see a sad, shunned madwoman living in the jungle? Or maybe both. Whoo! That
0: thought. is quite
1: the depiction yeah. of of that type of creature. And I just thought it was so like well-written storytelling, so I'm glad we were able to share it with you all, because it was just very... Um, vivid yeah definitely <laughs> so uh, we've talked and especially in the last few weeks some of our mini episodes and full episodes we've talked some about some lore from japan and this whole idea of like e- evil like feminine spirits i.e., yeah. like things that are born out of horrible like tragedies like the tragedies, yuri like theory, or even in film like the grudge like yes. there are creatures which is yuri quite, yes essentially exa- exactly um right. but like that there's these these evil Spirits that are, are born from horrible tragedies in the living world, right? And it's almost like Pontianics are kind of in that realm, too. Like, they're born out of a horrible death of a woman, but also the death of a baby at the right. same time. And it's just, like, this horrible double whammy of, of loss and despair and tragedy. And yeah. And in, in the Reddit story, it's interesting because he says, like, her ancient face like Ooh, that's yeah i mean cuz it's that that is that is uh, unfortunately uh, an experience of humanity that has happened for all time for all time you know and so imagining that like there's such an ancient sadness that is like still mm. attached to like those kind of deaths and those events that still like lurk and exist it, it's just, it's it's very dark and very sad but it's it's spooky
0: it is and and you mentioned that uh you had some some additional context around the city yeah. that's named Pontianic but how I, interesting yeah. that they
1: named us like in I, i'm pretty sure that the creature the mythology of the creature came before the city so the so
0: it really was it really was named
1: because it. It, the legend goes that Pontianic and as well as the uh, Kuntilanic is also like a province like it's a reduced name of it it's like Kunt- why people I know it's like Kuntilanen is like the province that it's that it's the city is in but so the legend goes that the city the region was infested by ghosts and allegedly these creatures and probably a few other types of creatures would be my guess like because I don't believe that these are the only ghosts or spirits in Indonesian in this area, mythology yeah. right So it's said that the first sultan of the region successfully drove out the ghosts and creatures from the city and he drove them all into like the woods that surround the city. And so now even today, people who live there pay homage to this Sultan every year and they like have a like a ritual and a tribute that they give to him for like the good works that he did of like ridding the city of ghosts and creatures.
0: So he was basically the Malaysian Saint
1: Patrick. Indonesian Saint Patrick. Indonesian yes. Saint Patrick. <laughs> but yeah, instead of, you know, snakes, yeah. it was ghosts. It was ghosts. <laughs> yeah, and creatures. But apparently it was enough that they still elected to name the city after the creature. Yeah,
0: that which is weird. You'd think they would name it after the Sultan, but I've got to imagine the woods around that
1: area are heckin' spooky,
0: infested. Then, if if that's
1: where he put them, (laughs) and and that's like such an interesting thought too about the woods, and and also in the the Reddit story talking about like creatures, like mobile, like moving themselves back into like the hidden, like like hiding in the jungle. Yeah. And so there's a lot for me. There's a lot of comparisons with. And again, I haven't spent a lot of time in the jungles of Indonesia, Malaysia. You haven't, I know, and I claim to be well traveled. My God, <laughs> where have you been? What have you been doing? Where have you been living under a stupid rock? Um, <laughs> look at your life. Look at your choices. <laughs> but there's, it's. I see a lot of comparisons between those jungles and the creatures and lore surrounding them, as the lore that surrounds the forest of Appalachia here yes so not necessarily the same background or same creatures yeah but that there is some some sort of connection to deep woods or jungles that seem to just protect and harbor creatures or spirits and i think the same can be true here
0: well, yeah, I mean, even if we think back to our episode on Ahikagora Forest, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about how the Yuri there were basically luring people in because they wanted more spirits to try to. Yeah. Give them company. They wanted more people around mm-hmm. them, and so there was this luring tactic. And in in Appalachia, you know, people are say, say like, "Do not follow anything calling you in the woods. Mm-hmm. Do not go to it. it. That's luring you as well." Right. And and there's an aspect of that with with these creatures right. as well.
1: So there's like there's kind of two like there's kind of like a a divide between what I've read on what we have like read about these creatures. Like there's some that claim that they're predatory they seek mm-hmm. out men they're vengeful they're bloodthirsty they're aggressive and then there's other side of it that says that especially um like Hunchilonics, like in their female form like they have different obviously forms that they can take right that they they don't necessarily seek out men but there's something about them that's almost like dare i say like siren-esque that mm-hmm. draws people to them and that's where i think kind of some of this lore of like be on your guard about prostitutes might come into yes. play. Because there's also some folklore attached with a Kuntilonic that says that they're similar to a ghost known as a Sundil Belong, which mm. is almost explicitly a ghost prostitute, because it translates to prostitute with a hole in her back.
0: <laughs> which is exactly what <laughs> that was which what is some exactly of those descriptors were.
1: were. And but this specific ghost is almost directly tied to the colonization of to the, the Dutch in Dutch. <laughs> the, the East India Trading Company, which I'm sure really ramped up prostitution in the region. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Clearly you've never been to Singapore, <laughs> which is right there. Um, <laughs> but it's almost as if like this was an attempt either from the locals to, i.e. scare the Dutch colonizers, like with ghost lore. Right. Almost protect to their protect women. their women from to like if we have this like protection of of in kind of as of a ghost over you maybe they'll they might be more likely to leave you alone. Right. Or it could have also been like to their men who might have been tempted to enter into the prostitution soliciting lifestyle yeah. to be like don't do it because <laughs> And it, it also might be could a have ghost. been
0: like a trauma response to or that. what was ramped up during that time
1: period yes. as well. Yes. Yes. So, so we get, like, two, like, kind of different images. Like, one of it's, like, very close to a vampire and yeah. is, is bloodthirsty and actually, like, seeks out prey. Like, the whole superstition about um they, they don't leave their laundry out to dry at night. Yeah. Which I think is is true because I've heard of that in other, like, social things. It's, like, a uh, kind of superstition to leave your clothes um, out to dry at night. And yeah. even in China, they don't do that, too. They said there's something superstitious about leaving your clothing really? out. I.e. spirits can attach... To clothes. To your clothes oh
0: that's so interesting yeah, so i've
1: heard that in a few and, and, and this is different but i think in like some slavic countries they leave um you know like they leave shoes out or stockings out for saint nick
0: oh yeah yeah like there's
1: there's lots of lore and superstition attached to like leaving clothes or things out and what it means and for something to engage again we think of it like stockings and santa claus leaves good things right? but there, i hadn't thought of that before that there's kind of lore about leaving personal items out, out in the night
0: to for for others for spirits yeah. to engage in yeah that is interesting which i hadn't thought of before the other thing that i think it is brought up for for me with these creatures is i'm interested in the the ties that i see with some other well known women creatures like the banshee or la Llorona, oh, yeah. um where there's like these women who have experienced loss or um had something terrible happen, and mm-hmm. who who then attack or you know have it's interesting that there's these connections between stories that appear in multiple places across various yeah. pla- various parts of the world.
1: Yeah, and and I think to bring it back to Loang Siwu specifically as a building, like it it does seem to have kind of an inviting nature for a creature to, like this to exist. Like the yeah. building was was abandoned, desolate. A World place war, of war
0: crimes. Yeah,
1: and World War II was, like, not that long ago. Right. So there, and decapitations. So it wouldn't be uncommon that people, like, civilians who lived in the area who knew what horrible things happened there when the Japanese took over and yeah. their Dutch prisoners there, like, they would be like, yeah, we know some horrible stuff happened in that basement. It wouldn't surprise us that a creature like a Pontianic or a Kuntianic would be drawn would be there. Drawn there. And, and stay there and then all of the kind of like signs that showed one existed or lived there like red eyes yeah. shadows it Just there's just something about it that I think probably brings us to our verdict honestly,
0: honestly haunted.
1: haunted yeah this uh, well I had never heard of this specific creature before or this location right. but the, the location kind of gave way uh, Found like we found the location first and, and it then seems, it kind of
0: became about the creature in it, a way <laughs> we
1: almost did like a whole 180 on this because we were like looking at the the location we're like oh yeah war crimes uh dutch <laughs> colonizers headless ghosts what is what is a pontianic it? like it just yeah. it completely changed this discussion which
0: yeah always catches
1: our attention because
0: i think my my verdict is a little bit more about the creature yeah. than the location but i think they are tied together and i'm not discounting headless ghosts in that location but i i think there's uh, such a prevalence of the creature in the culture mm-hmm. and them tying it to this place where there are other things gives some like prominence to it for me. Yeah. And that's kind of how I so I basically like got to the haunted for the building thing through the creature yes. mythology yeah
1: and it's like it's almost like the creature gave us enough reason to believe that they would pick a place like that to exactly hang out. So, exactly so and it's interesting to me too to think of like this region of the world where it's such a prevalent mythology like that's not something yeah. that we necessarily have in america yeah we have werewolves yeah we have vampires but those are probably would you say the most prominent in in american well, like sasquatch cryptids but yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think it's it's interesting because uh, the U.S. is so big, yeah. too, so it's like there are Regionally. regions that have things, so, I don't know, there are regions that have, I mean, we just talked about the Wendigo, yeah. too, so I would say there are, but the fact that this spans two cultures and mm-hmm. two countries is,
1: I think, extra interesting. And the fact that the city which dates like as far as its founding dates back to the 1700s yes the creatures predate
0: yes that part and is also really interesting ah
1: what an interesting creature i'd be interested to see what other because again this is not quite a cryptid not yeah, quite a creature kind of, it's more of in
0: between evil,
1: little evil spirit but it seems like we keep coming up on these yeah through our research so i'll be interested to see what other ones we might be able to find <laughs> So thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted.